Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt. And it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode 27. This episode may contain adult content and language, so please take care while listening. Welcome back to The Fear Boss Show, Fear Boss. This is a show obsessed with helping you smash those comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can be just a little bit braver than you were yesterday. And this week, I'm getting right to it and kicking things off with our Fear Boss of the Week, who is... Ninja Glitches, I love that username, by the way. Ninja Glitches writes, love this show. It all started with reading Fear is My Homeboy. Uh, Ninja, thank you for reading my book, Fear is My Homeboy. Ninja writes, I love how Judy can give so much information in just the right amount of time while making you energetic and ready to conquer. Oh, I love that. I like to listen in the car or when I'm walking the dog. I learn so much from her and her energy is contagious. Ninja glitches. Namaste. Thank you for listening. And I hope you're enjoying your walk right now or having a a good drive. Hope you're being safe. Don't text and drive. Keep your eyes on the road. Uh, But I'm so damn glad you're here and your beautiful podcast review means more than you can even imagine. And because you took the time to do that, I'm shouting you out right here on the Fear Boss Airwaves. And it means you're going to get a Fear Boss swag bag in the mail from me. So just uh, hop into my DMs on Instagram or any of the social and send me your best mailing address or you can email us at hello at judyholler.com with your best mailing address and keep your eyes on that snail mail. And Fear Boss, if you want to become our Fear Boss of the Week next week and you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and leave us a review. I pick a new Fear Boss of the Week every single week. Maybe next week it'll be you. I also want to shout out this week's episode sponsor, and it's me and the new Fear Boss Project Workbook. I'm so excited about this new workbook, y'all. It's available right now on Amazon. And you guys, Fear Boss, this workbook is something I have been dreaming of creating for you, and I am beyond excited. It's finally here. This is a tool, a tool you can use at work with your team to lead and have brave discussions. The ideas can spark sales meeting topics, and and you can most certainly use this workbook in your book club. Insider note, this workbook was initially designed to be a companion guide to my book, Fear is My Homeboy, yet it became its own thing, the Fear Boss Project, and it's got seven brand new ideas to think about and a project at the end that will inspire inspire you into action. The pages of this workbook are filled with powerful questions and playful activities and thought-provoking chapters and lifestyle tips, and it will 
will lead you on a journey of self-discovery that will help you experiment with your fear and smash those comfort zones. If you love this podcast, you're going to love the workbook. If you love any of my keynote speeches, you're going to love this workbook. If you love Fear is My Homeboy, you're going to love this workbook. There are two versions on Amazon, so you're going to see two different price points. There's a color version and a black and white version, and it's available on Amazon exclusively right now. So pick your pleasure and your price point and go get you some. And when you grab your copy, tag me on Instagram. I love getting the tags and I most specifically love to see what parts of the workbook you love the most. So I'll link up to everything in the show notes, but the Fear Boss Project is officially here and it's a workbook for the dreamers who dare to live a braver life and warning, warning, it may cause extreme self-confidence. All right, Fear Boss. Oh my goodness. I... I can't. I am so excited about today's show. I've got on Vanessa Van Edwards. She is the best-selling author of a book called Captivate, The Science of Succeeding with People. Her book has been translated into 15 different languages, yo, and more than 30 million. Yeah, you heard that right. 30 million people watch her on the YouTube. I loved her book Captivate so much that I actually wrote about her and my book in my book. And that's how Vanessa and I's relationship began. We talk a little bit about this in our podcast episode together. So you'll get a little bit of that story. But I had reached out to her to get permission to be quoted in my book. And when I was in book pre-launch in the spring of 2019, we sent her an advanced copy of my book with this like really fun fear boss package and have been communicating with her ever since. And she has been so genuinely, genuinely supportive of me, my book, my business, and my career. And I love how creative and smart and real she and her platform is. She also, Fear Boss, has a TED Talk I am obsessed with. I'll link up in the show notes. It's called You Are Contagious. It's a TEDx talk. And she is also the creator of Science of People. And millions of people visit scienceofpeople.com every month. They go to her people school and they get to learn her methods for turning soft skills and actionable, masterable frameworks that can be applied in daily life. And you know a fear boss lives for actionable frameworks we can apply to real life. Oh, and she's a recovering awkward person, by the way, which we'll talk about today. Anybody else a recovering awkward person? I always joke that my favorite emoji, the most used emoji I use is the awkward face emoji because I feel like I am the awkward face. She loves to say that she's a recovering awkward person. We'll talk about that. And she's going to share a story, by the way, about that. She shares a story about a fear experiment she ran several years ago that changed the course of her life and her business. And I was like, oh my God, blown away. And I just had goosebumps because it really just shows you the power of fear experiments and getting outside of your comfort zone. It's so beautiful. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, owning what makes you awkward. We're also going to talk about how to have brave conversations. So if you're an introvert, you're going to love this episode. We're going to share some creative questions you can ask if you feel nervous about 
putting yourself out there and networking. We're going to talk about all of those social fears that we have, judgment, worrying about what other people think, people making fun of us. We talk about that today. And we talk about how to own what makes you different. And we have a chat about fear blueprints and how Vanessa uses these blueprints to help her navigate scary situations. So fear boss, I'm clapping over here. Get your fear boss notebooks ready. Light a candle, catch a vibe, pour yourself a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a glass of champagne. This one is going to be juicy. Fear boss, ladies and gents, I am so excited to share Vanessa with you today. And I hope you love her as much as I do. Let's do this. I just want to say like, thank you from the very beginning. You have been so supportive from when I asked for permission to reference you in my book, which we're going to talk about. And just from us sending you a copy of my book to where we are now in the business, like, thank you. Sincerely, I uh, really look to you. I admire you and you're the real deal. And so thank you for uh, being the incredibly vulnerable, recovering, awkward person that you are, because it's so inspiring to see people out there just being themselves, but also supporting other women in business, collaborating versus competing. And you're one of those women. And thank you for that. Like it is my favorite thing in the world to, to help other women the way that I was helped and the way that I wish I had been helped. And like nothing gives me greater joy than helping you build your platform and reach and help more people. And so like, it's, it's been amazing to watch you grow and to be any piece or part of that journey and to just send you clicks and likes and juju and energy and advice, whatever it is. I love it. Thank you, Vanessa. And don't you feel that the more we do this, the more we help others, we just end up opening up so many doors for our our own businesses and ourselves. I just find that it's like a big old boomerang. (laughs) You know what I mean? Also, I feel like, you know, we talk, I don't know. I think a lot about like creative block or writer's block. And I find that if I'm in a blocked space, it means I'm not open to other things. It's absolutely, I think that creative energy is with every area of your life. It isn't discriminatory. So if I get on my email in the morning and I'm like, nope, nope, not helping. Nope, nope, closed, nope, mm, competitive. uh," And then I open up my writing software to write. I'm still like, nope, nope, bad idea, bad idea. Can't do that. Awful. And so I think that there is something like creative energy is not discriminatory in that if you want to be creative in your work, if you want to be creative in your social media and your branding, you have to also be creative and open with people, with friends, with contacts, with the right people, with people who inspire you. And so it's also very much like, I believe it creates like these loops in your life of being more open. And I, as a recovering awkward person, I tend to retreat and I tend to retreat into fear and fear makes me closed and scarce and no, I say no. So if the opposite of that is open and trying and let's see where this goes and let's check out her book and let's see if I can help and yep, I'll watch this video and yeah, let's do that interview. I think that that absolutely creates openness in other areas. Yeah. So it's cool behind me. I have in neon the yes and mantra from the improv theater. So while we can't say yes to everything, And we have to have a healthy amount of no's in our lives to protect our yeses. There is so much power in saying yes and to go see where that goes. And um, I also know we both have a mutual love affair for Chase Jarvis, by the way. I love him. He's amazing. (laughs) You don't have like the best professional crush on him. Like he's amazing. 
He's hey. so good. <laughs> Have you met him in person, by the way? No, I'm dying to meet him in person. Girl. Girl. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just, he, he, he reeks of charisma. Like, you know, like, there's not many phrases I use for that, but like literally like generosity and kindness and charisma just like oozes from his pores and you just like want to be in his space. <laughs> so oh, I love it. So Chase Jarvis, Fear Boss, I'll link up in the show notes so you know who <laughs> we're talking about, but he just wrote a book called Creative Calling. And I love that you brought up creativity because he talks about creativity like I talk about courage. Like I believe courage is a muscle, bravery is a muscle. And if you don't do scary things, you'll lose it. So if you know like Mel Robbins, her big experiment is the five second rule. So our experiment with fear in the way we run reps in, in the gym and, and really getting our courage muscle strong is by using fear experiments. It's kind of like our, our five second rule to spring us into action. And Chase talks about creativity being a muscle. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So I love how we just sort of opened by just talking about the fact that if you do any creative work, if you want to do anything powerful in your business, in your life, and in your relationships, if you sit down to do that work from a place of ick and jealousy and competition, you're just going to get more ick, jealousy, and competition in your work. So thank you for that gift (laughs) because it's a great reminder. And also like you said something important, which is like not to say yes to everything. And I think that one thing that is really important is if you're going to go into your email or helping people with an open mind, you also have to track what's working. So let's say that you say yes to someone and you feel great when you do the show, you like getting their emails, they're respectful of your time, all those things. You can be like, okay, this worked for me. Whereas there has definitely been times where I've said yes to someone because I want to help and I feel like it's not equal or it's not, they're not being honest with me or it's I'm, my boundaries are being pushed. Yeah. Okay. Now I've learned something and now I can see patterns. Mm-hmm. You reached out to me in a way that was so generous genuine that every, all of my patterns of saying yes, I knew that it would be a, you would be a great person to know and help and build with and grow together because A, you reached out in the most creative and interesting way. Actually, you <laughs> sent me a pillow with a sequin pillow. I have it in my office downstairs. I wish I should have brought it up. It's a sequin pillow. And that when you push the sequins, it says captivate, yeah. which is my, the title of my book. Yep. What was amazing about this is it didn't say your book's title. It said my book's title. And I was like, this is a woman I want to know because that was generous. Like that was super generous. You didn't plaster your message all over this pillow. You passed my message all over this pillow. Whereas there's other people who reach out and I don't get that vibe. I don't get that vibe of also wanting to help. And so say yes to things and then track the patterns of what works and what doesn't work. Ooh, that's so good. Taking, I mean, I love that you have this mindset, like you're a people scientist, right? um, We'll talk a little bit about people school and a little bit more about what you do and how the Fear Boss community can get connected to your work. But I love experimenting and studying the patterns. And we're always looking at opportunities in our lives as a Fear Boss, as either an opportunity to win, to crush it, to get it right, to learn. So hear what she just said, fear boss. You know, sometimes the door is going to get closed. And if you're trying to find a way to connect with someone or get to someone, and Vanessa talks about a lot of creative ideas in her book, Captivate, uh, which we're going to talk about too. But if, if the door isn't opening, find a way to go through the window. Think about how to get the attention of someone in a way uh, that is different from what everybody else is doing. And let's be honest, people love to talk about themselves and people are 
proud of the work that they do. So how can we tap in to those things that will make someone light up? So I love that you called that out and it was something that we were excited about. And I knew I had to do something different as a new author coming out of nowhere. I had to find a way to get attention of people I respect. And so I also am playful and fun and love sequence. So I'm like, I got to make it on brand. That said, I want to start, I I know we've already started, but I want to ask you a question. And I love this question. And I didn't send it to you in the prep because you're going to be able to answer it. So oh, I didn't, I, I didn't even look at the prep. Okay, so good. I love it. You can go anywhere. Yay. Okay. I love that you did it. You never know. So I, so before podcasts, I sort of just sent an outline of the fear boss community and here's the direction I want to go, but let's be honest. Most times <laughs> I go off script anyway. So I'm an improviser. Full so permission. Yay. Full permission. <laughs> we are improvising. Okay. So one of the things you posted on your Instagram, if you're not following Vanessa on the IG, do it fear boss. She's one of my faves. And she posed a, a question that I've become obsessed with. And it's this question of, you were on an interview with someone and they said to you, they opened up the call with, tell me something good. And I am obsessed with this because it forces us to go into a positive conversation. It forces the person you're talking to, to look for something positive. And it really gets us out of small talk and into big talk, which is where we're going to go next when we really have a conversation about conversation sparkers. So I want you, Vanessa, to tell me something good, girl. Tell me something good. Yeah. So by the way, a little kind of background on that question is I realized that what I do before every call video interview is check email, check texts, maybe check social media. And I never leave that in a good frame of mind. I never leave email and I'm like, wow, I feel so inspired and motivated. It just never happens. And so I, when I, and then I would get on calls and then I'd be like, like I actually felt like a robot trying to turn on and going into like, how are you? Yeah. How's the weather? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Basic, basic. Yeah. And I, I, it was like, I couldn't reboot. I couldn't like get myself into like, oh, I'm talking to a human being and I actually want to have a really good conversation. So tell me something good actually wakes me up. And I do this on every single one of my team calls. And some days I've noticed are harder than others. And that's so interesting. Like, why is it that some days I'm like, tell me something good. Tell me something good. Tell me something good. One of the days I'm like, oh yeah, I have so many things. It's a great way to also like internally check. So I love, I'll tell you something good, which is I am, I've always been a presenter. I've always been speaking and recently I'm like, you know what? There's some really interesting little tricks and hacks and skills about presenting that I've never shared. And so I'm for the first time actually putting all of my tips into the same place and seeing if there's something there. So I've been thinking about my presentation skills and that's been, I needed that creative juice. Like I needed that creative juice. Isn't that good? That is something good. And the world will benefit from that gift. No doubt about it. It's one of the things I hear the most from our fear boss community. And I think it's a big fear of a lot of people, public speaking, performing well, rocking these zoom calls. Now everybody's virtual, whether you're a speaker or not, a lot of people are being forced to have these face-to-face conversations and we can't hide behind the phone anymore. And so this is like a beautiful segue to one of my favorite things in your book. It was one of my favorite things so much so that we reached out to you to be able to use the idea of conversation sparkers in the book so I could share the story on how I experimented with it and what it did uh, for me. So Fear Boss, if you haven't read about conversation sparkers in Vanessa's book on page 60 and actually 59 is where it kind of starts, you learn about these conversation sparkers and it was really inspired by an experiment she Ran, uh, but she writes this. She says, we, we stick to social scripts 
out of habit. And I would also add to that fear. This is why I loved it. We get afraid to try new things because we're worried that people are going to judge us, not like us, think we're weird, whatever, right? So we use the same dull conversation sparkers over and over again because they are in our comfort zone and a fear boss hates the comfort zone and we hate basic. We love to cause a ruckus, but you know what? She, this is what Vanessa writes, but you know what? Nothing spark worthy ever happens in your comfort zone. If you keep using social scripts, boring social scripts, by the way, you will be stuck in small talk forever. So I really believe, Vanessa, thank you for that beautiful piece yeah. of, of work and that, that idea, because I believe that when we stick to small social scripts and we have small conversations, we will have a small life, small paychecks, small dreams, and small connections. When we are brave enough to, to lean into big talk and, and use some spark questions and spark conversation starters, we really walk into big opportunities, big conversations, and and really connect in bold ways. So talk to us a little bit about your favorite conversation sparkers and maybe what led you to sort of become interested in this idea. Yeah. So actually I'll share a story that I didn't share in the book, which cool. I I think it kind of demonstrates what you talked about earlier about if, if you aren't having doors open to you, find a back door. Mm. I think that actually conversation sparkers are that. And I accidentally discovered this. I was at a conference and this conference I had been to the year before and it was like only okay. I, 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 a lot of my interactions before I started using a lot of the science were kind of okay, right? Like a lot of kind, I had a kind of good conversation, mm. a kind of good connection I might work with that client. They were like, nothing was like, yes, I made a good impression. I'm going to close this deal. And so I had had a kind of okay year the year before. I had gathered some business cards, added some contacts, but nothing really came of it. Like I didn't actually get work from it. I didn't actually get business from it. And so this year I was like, it's going to be different. This year is going to be different. And so one thing that had happened last year is I had the same conversations over and over again. I noticed that for the entire three-day conference, whether I was at breakfast or at lunch or at coffee or in a session, it was the same thing. It went like this. So uh, what brings you here? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went there once. Mm-hmm. So are you um, uh, working on anything? Oh my God. My skin is like crawling. Like I have back sweat. It's like anybody who hates networking right now, that is why we hate it. Yes. And and it's like this, and everything was sort of that tone that like, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like kind of okay. And so at the end you'd be like, want to trade cards? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I, if I go to this conference and I just have different conversations, it's going to be a win. Right. So I was like, okay, I am not allowed to ask, where are you from? I am not allowed to ask, what do you do? That's really a big challenge, right? Like, mm. like to not ask what you do at a conference, yep. realize that that would make me be more creative. Right. And so I thought of a couple others. And here are the ones I used. You're welcome to use these too. I mentioned these ones in Captivate. So working on anything exciting recently. Mm. One of my favorites. It's a little bit different than what you do. So it's not like, what are your biggest fears? Right? Like, I wouldn't do that, right? Like, that's like really, really hard. That's too far. But working on anything exciting recently is a little better than what do you do because you're allowing them to pick something exciting. What's been the highlight of your day so far? So at a conference, that really works. If you're like, so what was the highlight today? Did you see in the speakers? Was there a highlight? It's different than, did you like the speakers? Yeah. Right. It's different yeah. than, are you having a good time? Or having a good day, right? So that was the other one that I used. And um, the last one was have any vacations coming up or have mm-hmm. any big plans coming up? Kind of like a transition question. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use those three. 
at lunch on the very first day, I'm sitting at a table and a woman sits down next to me. She puts down her plate. And of course I had to be like, don't say, what do you do? Don't say, what do you do? So she sat down and I said, Hey there. So have you had any highlights today? Any, anything exciting happened that you've learned? Oh and she goes, Oh yeah. And I could literally see, like, I woke her up, right? Like <sighs> her eyebrows yeah. raised. I woke her up. She was like, Oh, you know, and she actually thought she actually thought that's how, you know, you've asked a good question yeah. is they're actually thinking. So, so she thought we began talking about it. We never really talked about what either of us did. We talked about gardening. We talked about what we were reading. We talked about travels. We were talking about, she was redoing her house. Really, really great conversation. And in my bones, by the way, the productive part of me was like, oh man, like you're not talking about what you do. Therefore, this is a waste, right? You're talking about houses and gardening. It's a waste. Right. What a wasted opportunity. But I was like, no, I'm sticking with it. If she wants to talk about what she does, she can. And if it comes up naturally, I'll bring it up. And by the way, I did talk a little bit about what I did in some of the context of my answers, but we certainly weren't talking about work. Lunch, the, like, the little bell rings and it's time to go to the next session. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I don't want to ask for her card. We didn't really talk about what we do. You know, it's okay. Like, it was a good conversation. And she goes, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit about what you're doing. It sounds really interesting. I'm head producer at CNN. Oh, God. <laughs> Can I help you with anything? <gasps> what? So, oh, by the way, those okay. are the most magic words an entrepreneur can hear. Can I help you with yeah. anything? Like, and you're in media. <laughs> like, oh my God. So, and I, I literally think I was like, uh -huh, mm -hmm. like yeah, I like didn't trying to play it cool. Yeah. No, no, I didn't play it cool. I did not. I did Crying. not. Judy, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I literally think I said that to her and she laughed and I was like, cool. And she's like, no, like, I really want to help you. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that it sounds like you're working on cool stuff. She gives me her card and she is the one who gave me my very first media segment. So oh, Vanessa, later, I love that story. Yeah, she put me on Ali Belshi. That got me my next media segment with Dr. Drew. Oh, what? Yeah. Vanessa, that's amazing. And by the way, I'm still friends with her. I am still friends with her. I am still connected oh, cool. with her. And that is, I think just one example of yes how these sparkers open up doors that weren't there. And there's a lot of magic around that story. Yes. Like I wasn't trying too hard and I wasn't trying to impress yes. her. And, but I think it all started with sparking. Yes. And what I really want the fear boss to hear right now is that you, you experimented with something different. You got outside of your comfort zone. You believed in yourself enough to try something different and it opened up a massive door for you. If you would have sat down next to that woman and, well, what do you do? Or uh, where are you from? You know, sometimes where you're from can be fun because people love talking about vacations yeah, and destinations. Okay. But that said, the only time I will use the word but, but using a conversation sparker opened up a door and made a personal connection. And here's something we need to talk about. I am seeing signs behind you right now that say dopamine and serotonin. Using words like highlight and exciting literally triggered dopamine in the other human being's brain. And you watched this woman light up, which makes you, Vanessa, memorable because you right. triggered something in her. So that's, that's some science. Like if we want to be sciencey around why this works, it's not just fluff. 
Yes. So when I interact with someone, I literally think about their chemistry. Like it's not just about being impressive or being confident. It's actually like, what chemicals do I want to trigger in this person? So I, my favorite three chemicals at the moment, and I, these always change are the ones that are behind me, dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. Yes. And that is because when I'm with someone, I try to give them what I call a DOS cocktail. Like I literally want them sipping Sipping on so that gin good. and juice. I love this. I want them like sipping on dopamine, sipping on serotonin, sipping on yeah. oxytocin. And very briefly, dopamine we mentioned is excitement. It's what actually makes you memorable. We love to be turned on and engaged. Yes. Serotonin is the feeling of calm. It's the feeling of belonging. It's when mm-hmm. someone's like, I'm accepted here. I'm safe here. I can be vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. And oxytocin is the chemical of connection. It's the warm and fuzzies. I really like this person. Yeah. I really want to get to know this person. Yeah. So when I'm with someone, what I'm talking about, my stories, my questions, my body language, my facial expressions, I'm literally trying to be like little, little sippy, little refill, little sippy on that DOS cocktail. So they're, they walk away being like, I'm excited. I'm engaged. I'm, I'm feeling connected. I'm feeling accepted. What, what a gift we can give someone. And, and I will mention here, if you're an introvert listening, so I'm actually an ambivert. I'm somewhere in between introvert and extrovert. Same, same. If I don't have the energy before an event to be giving out DOS cocktails, to be the host, to be the pourer of those cocktails, I shouldn't go. Yeah. And so if you're an introvert listening and that sounds like a lot, you're right. It is a lot. It's a lot to be so present and so aware and so, and I would literally say compassionate that you're there to just give out these good chemical feelings that I would rather you do that once a month well than once a week, kind of, kind of. Right. Kind of. Because you'll hurt yourself more than you'll help yourself. And that's a brave act in itself. Knowing yourself enough, and now we can't let fear slip in here and say, oh, I'm an introvert, so this means I just can't network. I got to stay home. No, 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 no. But like you said, once a month, don't, I'm always telling fear bosses, and you make such a beautiful point that you, how you make someone feel, and you know, the, the cocktail you're serving someone, because right now I'm drinking your cocktail. I'm feeling good. And if you can see us right now, Fear Boss, like I'm leaning in and, you know, <laughs> Vanessa even just power posed for a moment there in her, her office, right? And if you don't know a power pose, I will link up in the show notes. But I'm always saying you will do more damage to yourself and your business and your brand showing up when you are in a really bad place than just taking a seat on the sidelines and saying, not today, because it isn't easy being an introvert. And as someone like you, who is an ambivert, and if you don't know what we're talking about, it means you're on the middle of the spectrum when it comes. I have a quiz that we can do in the show. Let's look up. You can take to see if you're an ambivert. Thank you for that. Okay, fear boss, go see what you are, but it means you're kind of, you get your energy both ways. So Vanessa and I love to be, I'm getting energy by being with Vanessa right now, but I also get energy by talking to no one and reading and going inside and really just thinking and, um, quarantining, I guess. <laughs> so I've been getting a lot of lately. So Vanessa, I love this. Before I get into, I like to end with a little rapid fire where I ask you some fun questions. Okay. Which will be really cool. But I do want to end by talking about the social fears you point out in your book. And let's just have a little chat about fear. And specifically, I want to kind of get your perspective on how you manage social fears. So one of the things that comes up in our 
our fear boss community all the time are some of these social fears that you talk about in your book in chapter 13 titled protect. And there's a whole section in on page 245 about social fears and in social situations, specifically fears can become even more aggravated. You write when we're around others, we fear things like being judged, not being liked, being rejected, being laughed at, being left out, being criticized, saying something and nobody laughing, being perceived as boring or weird or being forgotten, right? And so these are things that come up all the time. And I think every human being that is looking to belong, which is so important now more than ever, fears some of this stuff. So what would you say to the person who is afraid of being judged or really in deep with some of these social fears? Like how have you as a recovering introvert and awkward person, how do you navigate some of these social fears? And what would you say to the fear boss who's kind of in that space? Yeah. So when I talked about my story earlier, I mentioned a couple moments in the conversation where I felt fear and doubt. So my goal is actually not to get rid of fear. It's Mm -hmm. actually to manage it and leverage it. And I do that with a very specific technique, which is social blueprints. Mm -hmm. So I find that the only way that I'm able to push through the fear is if I'm operating with a blueprint. So for example, I knew that at this conference, I was going to use these three conversation starters that I had already prepared, right? I knew I I was going to use those. And then I knew that I was not going to talk about, uh, I'm not going to ask what you did, but I was only going to talk about it naturally, authentically if it came up. And then I also knew that I was only going to ask for a card or ask for a LinkedIn connection if there was a reason to connect. Okay. That was a blueprint I created for myself. So it took down a lot of my anxiety and fear before I even showed up. And then in the actual conversation, when I felt myself be like, I'm afraid there could be an awkward silence. What is the purpose of this? Am I wasting her time? Am I wasting my time? I was like, no, stick to the blueprint. So one of the things that I do every day, which you know, as one of my students is I just give you blueprints all the time conversational blueprints with your boss, conversational blueprints with your, with your clients, a blueprint for your LinkedIn profile picture, a blueprint for your LinkedIn profiles, a blueprint for how you should email people. I think that blueprints give you purpose, which give you confidence. Mm -hmm. You're able to manage your fear of being, of having an awkward silence. If you know that you have a blueprint for the conversation. Oh, that's so good. We always joke in the improv theater that we are some of the most prepared, underprepared people you'll ever meet. So we're improvisers. We don't have a script, but you bet your bottom dollar I got a blueprint. And I talk about that in my book. And it was honestly one of my favorite things about your book and what you're doing in people's school. The book was so is so tactical. There are so many blueprints. Like Fear Boss, there's even a section in the book where she talks about the the science and the research around the best place to stand at a networking event to get the most for your book. And I was like, this is freaking brilliant. Like every human being needs to read this book. (laughs) I actually thought to myself, okay, what's a piece of anxiety I have? Where am I going to stand? What do I do when I walk in the event? Great. We can create a blueprint for that. So like, like a football field, I literally have like a little did. And I was like, this is exactly where you stand. Here you go. This is exactly where you stand. It was so good. And we're going to spoiler alert. We're not even going to tell you. You're going to have to go read the book to find out where to stand at your networking event. And we will link up to Vanessa in the show notes and all the things. So Vanessa, before we go, I love this. I could talk to you all day. We could talk all day. All day, all day. Uh, You are such a gift. And I wanted to end with a couple of fun rapid fire questions. Okay. I'm going to start with your own work. I'm going to use your own material against you. I'm going to give you a conversation sparker. Okay. So what is something exciting that you are working on right now? Mm-hmm. I am analyzing 
the top historical speeches looking for micro messages and patterns. Oh my God, that is so fancy and so smart. And I, I can't know, wait to so learn funny. more girls. Like, that's, I love like it. Fun. that's like a, that's like a weekend project for me. I love it. It's so amazing. I can't wait to to be a beneficiary of the results of that study and research you're doing. What is your question number two? What is your go-to morning ritual? Mm. Yep. It's very specific. So uh, my daughter usually wakes us up. She's almost two at around seven. I go in, we read some books. She loves to play with her spoon. I don't know. I don't understand it either. I love her. Um, She likes to play with her llama pinata. I change her poopy diaper. Then we go downstairs and I either make frozen waffles or cereal. And then we go on a walk. Ooh, so the walk is something that's for her, but also for you too. It's for you together. So you're, you know, I love that you added that in because as we got a lot of moms that listen in, right, that are slammed and they're busy. And we're always talking about how you design your morning really dictates what your days and your life ends up looking like. So you're still being a mom and you're all hands on deck, but you are not jumping right into email. I didn't hear you say social media. I didn't hear you say email. Nope. And I actually, I just took all the social media off my phone about uh, maybe three weeks ago. So um, I have no social media on my phone. And so even when I'm with my daughter and let's say that she's playing you know, in her room, I don't have anything to do. And that's good. Okay. I love this. And what a cool fear experiment challenge we could give the fear boss community. And now you're thinking of, you're inspiring me. Could I for a week, take the social media off my phone and see what that does. That's a whole nother podcast interview, but I think that's been transformational. If, if I could offer any, anything, all the tips that we talked about, I would say doing a 30 day social media cleanse. And I literally would call it a cleanse. The words you use are very powerful. What you fill your time with in replacement is soul searching, mm-hmm. right? Like when I'm like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to check right now. It makes me turn inward. I get a little panicked sometimes. Yeah, you're left I, with yourself. For the first week I was just cleaning you know, just like cleaning because I had to do something. And now I just sit and I watch her play and I look out the window. Whoa. Whoa. And I'm not saying it's forever, but I'm in a, I'm in a social media cleanse. Please do it with me. Please. Oh my gosh. I, I, it terrifies me. And it's also why I think I need to seriously take a look at it. It terrifies you. You should do it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you think you run this online business and you're like, Oh my God, how am I going to sell? How am I going to earn money? How am I going to anybody? Everybody's going to forget about me. And there's all these fears. Right. And so, wow. None of those are founded. I, I will say like, for any of our entrepreneurs listening, wow. after I gave birth, I took three months off of social media and was planning on actually maybe staying off. I didn't post on any of my social channels for uh, three months and I did get a penalty from Google. So we actually saw one day, all of a sudden, a bunch of our traffic dropped and we are pretty sure that because we weren't posting on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, they like thought that they were dead channels, even though we were posting on our blog, even though we were posting on YouTube. And so social media is, is an important part of your business, but I think that there's a way to manage it where you are not checking it at every off moment. So there is a balance there. And by the way, that was an experiment that was a failure in a certain sense. Like I I had a lot more time during those three months, but I lost traffic. We lost. You learned something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely learned. And so it just gives you gives you uh, the, the guts to make more empowered decisions as you move forward. Okay, I love this. What's your hype song? What's like your, your song that just like hypes you oh, up? Oh, Confident by Dem- Demi Lovato. Ooh, that's a good one. Love Demi. Come on, that's such a good song. It's like an anthem. It is an anthem, girl. It is an anthem. I love it. It's so good. I love it. So what is your favorite book as an author? I always love asking what 
your favorite book is? Well, the book that influenced my the, the book that influenced my entire career was How to Win Friends and Influence People. So that my quintessential yes. uh, people skills book. But the book that I'm loving right now, like in this moment, yes. is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, good. I've read. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's so good. I'm a cheetah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Damn right. Always have been. I'm wearing a little cheetah right now. No doubt. I know. You I'm are. I'm my office is cheetah. I love that. I have a llama. That's my only animal. Hey, girl. <laughs> Uh, what is the best purchase you've made under a hundred dollars in the last six months? Oh yeah, for sure. It is subscribing to YouTube. So I don't have to watch ads. Listen, your time is precious. Yes. Like I think that anytime you can get rid of watching ads, it is so worth, I think it's $10 a month or something like that. I have gained so much with just time back on getting that YouTube pro account. So oh, that's so cool. I literally just listened to a podcast this morning, the TED interview, and it was with Elizabeth Dunn, who is a happiness researcher. And she was talking about the new, one of the biggest currencies no one talks about is the currency of time and how there's research and science around some of the happiest people are people who use their money to buy time. Mm-hmm. And I had never thought about, so when you like house cleaner or meal delivery services or someone to manage your social media or all that stuff, accountants, it ups your happiness factor. So I love that you just leaned into something I learned this yeah. morning. Something even like the small stuff actually really adds up. So like watching ads. So getting accounts where you're actually YouTube pro or, you know, <laughs> buying something where you're not doing ads, but also like I used to have to move my cord upstairs and downstairs, like my power cord. Like that was like a thing I'd be like, oh, I had to like climb under my desk and like get it. And like I get all dusty. And I was like, wait, I could just buy two cords. Right. Got five minutes back every time I switch my computer downstairs. Wow. So like even like the very small things, if there's like a task that you're doing where you could just buy a second cord or buy a second trash can, it's worth it. Yeah, so- it's worth it. It doesn't need to be big and it doesn't need to be expensive. Yeah, something to think about. Okay, a couple of more here. What did you want to be when you grew up? A teacher. Ooh, and you're doing it. Which I am. So it's so funny. But yes, a teacher, 100%. Ooh, I love that. So good. Okay, this is perfect. What, what are you on the Enneagram? Have you done your Enneagram? I, I've done like the fake test, like a free test, which I've heard is like not the same. So I don't know. Okay. It's, okay. it's okay. I'm obsessed with all things Enneagram. It makes me wonder uh, what you are, but you'll have to, if you do it, just let me know. I know. I have to get the official test done, but I, yes, I have to get it. I, you're like the 800th person who yeah. told me that. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. What is your pre-keynote ritual? Like, so before you take a stage, are yeah. there any things you do? Yeah, preferably um, American breakfast, eggs, hash browns, toast, coffee, and OJ, and watching a really stupid show. Mm. It's actually like very important for me to like totally zone out and do something like silly and fun. And then like a, a quick run through of my slides privately, a vocal warm up. Uh, it's about seven minutes long, so vocal warm up, and then uh, power posing and water backstage. Ooh, so good. I'm a big power poser right before I go on as as well. So that's so good. And last question, when I offer up the term, I'm going to pull a little Jonathan Fields here. He ends his his interviews this way and I just think it's so great. So when I offer up the term to you, being a fear boss and being the boss of your fear, what does that mean for you? What comes up for you? Planning for it. Mm. So understanding exactly what triggers it and when. So like if I know that I'm going to have a moment on stage and there's a slide that makes me a little bit nervous, or I know that there's going to be a transition that makes me nervous or a VIP that's talking that makes me nervous, that's okay. I just have to plan for it and prep for it. 
Mm, oh my God. I love it. Vanessa, you are such a gift. Uh, thank you for the work you do in this world. Thank you for your, your friendship and your support over the years and the year. We're newer business friends, I guess. God, time flies when you're having fun, but just thank you. Maybe it's been over a year because I guess my book came out in 2019 and I contacted you in 2018. So it's, I can say years. I can yeah, say years. Mm-hmm. You got your pillow in 2018 probably. Um, but either way, just thank you for the gift of your time and all the work that you do. And Fear Boss fam, I'm so um, excited to have shared Vanessa with you here today. So I hope you go check her out. Where do you like to hang out? Um, the Instagram, like where should Fear Bosses come learn more about you? Yeah. Well, also thank you so much for allowing me to come on your platform and meet your amazing Fear Boss family. And I want to say to everyone listening, the fact that you're listening to this puts you leaps and bounds ahead of others because you're actually taking time and energy to invest in yourself. And that's one of the most important things we can do. So thank you for that. I am at scienceofpeople.com. The best way to keep up with me is either subscribing to my YouTube or subscribing to my newsletter where we post all of our new stuff. And of course, Instagram is always fun too. Yay. Perfect. Well, Vanessa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Fear boss. We got to go out with a Demi Lovato moment. Don't we look confident? There was so much good information in this episode, and I hope you loved it as much as I loved making it for you. Don't forget, if you loved this episode, leave me a review in iTunes and let me know. Maybe you'll be our fear boss of the week. And make sure you screenshot you listening to this episode. I want to hear what you loved the most out of my chat with Vanessa. Also, talk to me. Share your show ideas, questions, and inspiration with me. You can email me anytime at hello at judyholler.com or send me a message on any of the social media. As always, thank you for listening. And in the meantime, stay brave, stay confident, and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.